0: Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix.
1: It's now time to enter the sports zone with your host, Bob Kemp. 36% 36% from three during these playoffs. Nice entry pass. Jokic and Gordon with a couple of dunks early on. Get Good deep catches. Yeah, he's taking full advantage. Jokic to Murray. Murray, good look for three. Puts it in. There's Jamal Murray and the Nuggets off to a good start. And the 3-1 pitch. Swung on and belted. Deep left field. How far is she going? Gone. Home run. Ronald Acuna Jr. That's one of the prettiest home runs I've ever seen in my life. Corbin Carroll. base hit! Here comes Marte. Diving backs. Sweep all four from Colorado. It went down to the final hitter and they finally got the big hit. Their first four-game sweep of the Rockies since the 2002 season. And they are tied for the National League West lead with the L.A. Dodgers.
0: Panthers drop, Brady
1: going deep, Evans again,
0: he's got it! Number three!
1: 85 at-bats, lifetime of the bigs. Runner goes from first, the pitch is hit in the air to center. Coming on for it Nemo he'll make the catch, ball game's over. Phillies get swept for the fourth time this year, this time by their division rivals. As the Phillies manage to score three runs in three games against the Mets. They fall today 4 to 2. Dial 602 260 1060. That's 602 260 1060. Or tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060. And now, here's your Sports Zone guide, Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Welcome to the Friday, June 2nd edition of the Sports Zone, not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's sports zone, right here on KDU S A M 1060 and Castelux H D two one hundred point seven, the heat was last night reason for concern or no big deal. The Braves, if healthy, are they the best team in the National League? The Diamondbacks, what's the biggest reason they have the most wins in the National League? Tom Brady, do you believe that he is retired this time? The Phillies. What happened? was last. How about this? Was last season just a complete fluke? And what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. In moments, we'll have the introduction of today's pipeline. 9-15, we'll have a Diamondbacks Braves series preview. Latest on the Braves from Reggie Chapman Jr. of 11 Alive in Atlanta. 9-30 will be interactive action at 6 2 260, 1060, and also the local roundup. That'll include more on the Diamondbacks. As you heard there at the top, they sweep the Rockies. More on the Diamondbacks and Rockies from yesterday, and a little more on the series upcoming this weekend against the Braves. Final segment of the Sports Zone will be the national roundup. Top by the latest line and from the scoreboard. Then after the sports zone from 10 to noon, it's uh, the extra point hosted by Kayla. We'll have more Nuggets and Heat Game One analysis at that point. And a preview of Sunday's game number two. On to the pipeline we go.
0: Time for today's pipeline where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion.
1: And we start with the KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. And today's question is for Miami. Should the non-competitive Game 1 be reason for concern or no big deal? And Kayla has the early returns. Reason for concern leading the way at 67% of the vote. No big deal trailing at 33%. Uh, The Nuggets led all but 34 seconds in uh, the Thursday night victory, the 104-93 victory uh, at Denver. Today's Twitter poll question, if healthy, are the Braves the best team in the National League? And Kayla, what do we have here? No, 55.6% of the vote. Yes, 44.4%. This is on Twitter at KDOS AM 1060. The Braves begin a three-game series tonight at Chase Field, but the Braves still without starting pitchers, plural, Max Fried and Kyle Wright because of injury. On the local front, the Diamondbacks, uh, they enter today atop the NOS with the Dodgers. Arizona finished off a four-game sweep of the Rockies on Thursday afternoon with Corbin Carroll's two-out single, Uh, his first walk-off hit ever, according to Carroll. Uh, What's the biggest reason the Diamondbacks are currently tied with the Dodgers for the best record in the National League? Meanwhile, spaying the globe, Tom Brady is done playing football. That's what he says. In fact, he had a media blitz. I'm not sure what he was selling, but he had, I didn't watch it. I saw some highlights of it on Thursday. And more than once, he said pretty much the same thing. Quote, I am certain I am not playing anymore or any again. Excuse me. I'm certain I'm not playing again, he said. Do you believe that Tom Brady is done playing football? Meanwhile, from the MLB scoreboard, the Mets completed the three-game sweep of the Phillies, who are now 25-31 and 31 in the season. Was the Phillies' run to the 2023, uh, 2022 excuse me, World Series a uh, one-year aberration? Also, in addition to all these excellent questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? All right, that's the pipeline for today with all these tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational radio program. Anything else in your mind falls into the general discussion categories, whether it's from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602 260 1060, or you can tweet the show at KDUSAM 1060 or twitter.com slash KDUSAM 1060. Basically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules, or if you're just simply bad, you will be the target of this. Oh! Coming up next, Corey, we'll have a news update. That'll be followed by a Braves and a Diamondback Diamondbacks series preview. Reggie Chapman Jr. of 11 Alive in Atlanta scheduled to join us in the next segment. The Braves are a very interesting team for a variety of reasons, and we'll try to cover as much of that as humanly possible in one segment. Also, once again, at the bottom of the hour, it'll be phone call time. General discussion, 602-260-1060. Also, the local roundup at the bottom of the hour. That'll be topped by some uh, Diamondbacks and Rockies Thursday analysis and a little more on these series against the Braves this weekend. You are listening to the Sports zone with Bob Kemp on KDUSAM 1060 and Cast Lux HD2 100.7.
0: 1060 into your home with Alexa? Hi, I'm Alexa. Download the KTUS AM 1060 skill and enable. Then say, Alexa, open KTUS AM 1060. This is where I start my day. Dude, come on. I love my girl. She looks good.
1: Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1016 and KSLUX HD two one hundred point seven. Your home of the Dan Patrick Show live Monday through Friday from six to nine a.m. The Diamondbacks' homestand continues this weekend against the Braves. Kind of stepping up in quality a little bit after the uh, four games against Colorado. Out to the uh, KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the Sports on by Reggie Chapman Jr. of uh, Eleven Alive in Atlanta. And Reggie, good to have you on the show. Let's start with the. Just kind of a general question here. The Braves are 33-23, and entering Chase Field. How would you describe the first 56 games for Atlanta?
0: Well, uh, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. I'll tell you this. The Braves are um, everything that anybody's ever said about them.
1: Um, Supremely
0: talented offensively. All sorts of bats in that lineup. I mean, when you look, you've got Ronald Acuna leading things off and Matt Olson, and um, Ozzie Albies. I mean, you got all sorts of stars, Austin Riley's up and down that line. If the offense continues to shine, the problem this year for the Braves has been the fact that um, a lot of their pitching has been down between Max Reed, who is their eighth, um, has been out for most of the season. Kyle Wright, who's a 20-plus game winner a season ago, he has been out for most of the year as well. Both those guys with injuries that are going to keep them out for at least another month. And yet, the Braves are still up big in their division and one of the best teams in all of Major League Baseball still. So it's incredible. Watching this team because despite the injuries and um, what's been going on with the pitching staff, they continue to win. And they've been a kind of a, a tough stretch this last month with some um, really good teams coming in and out of uh, Atlanta. Happened the Dodgers come to town, and um, all sorts of just kind of issues. They just went out to Oakland and kind of played a couple of bad games, you know, over there and Oakland, losing the first two against the worst team in baseball. So it's been kind of an interesting year. But I'll tell you, man, this team is talented and. Um, they're going to come in there, I'm sure, ready to right the wrongs after playing poorly out there in
1: Oakland. You mentioned freed and right. I was going to get to them next. Uh, you kind of gave us a little estimate uh, how long they might be out. You know, what is there like an official timetable that the Braves have offered on that?
0: Uh-oh. Uh, that last time um, they there were in town, uh, we talked with uh, – LeBron Snicker, who told us that Max is throwing, um, he's getting himself better. Um, he's been doing talk as of late, so at least he's on track to be coming back. Kyle Wright, we haven't heard much from um, recently with him, but uh, Max Freed, he is you know on track to come back at least in the next couple of weeks, if not the next month.
1: Mike Soroka is one start back after missing two seasons with tore, uh, two different torn Achilles tendon injuries. He allowed four runs in six innings in his first start. He actually had five scoreless innings, gave up four runs in one inning when that inning started when he hit a batter on an 0-2 pitch, and it just kind of, kind of crumbled from there. What are the Braves saying about Soroka's return? Uh, and he's scheduled to pitch the uh, his second start on Sunday against the Diamondbacks.
0: Yeah, with Soroka, it's, at this point, it's, it's, it's a situation where they're just excited to have him back more than anything else. Um, obviously, like, he was the... Ace uh, on his staff at one time and just two devastating injuries with the Achilles. I mean, he was on his way back to work from that first Achilles injury and then tore it or just broke, ripped it again um, going down the stairs of the clubhouse and was out for another year. So, I mean, it's been a really good story for this brave organization to watch him work his way back over the last couple of years and actually have him had his first start over the week. And overall, they like what they saw in the first start, especially um, when it's his first one in two years. Uh, but I think. More than anything, they need him right now. I mean, this whole staff, like you, like you said, Freed and Kyle Wright both being out has really put a, a hole on it. I think, unfortunately, for the Diamondbacks, time to win the way that time they set up. I mean, they're going to see three guys between Charlie Morton, Spencer Strider, and Michael Soroka yeah. that are, you know, guys that can actually pitch versus going up against the Dylan Dodds or the Bryce Elders or having some sort of bullpen game. So, you guys are getting legitimate starters coming out there throwing against the Diamondbacks this weekend.
1: I'm also intrigued that they promoted uh, pitching prospect A.J. smith Shaver this week. What's the plan for him at the major league level?
0: I think it's just working his way in as, as much as they can. I think at, at this point with this Braves team, it, it, all they're trying to do is have arms up at this level. Um, I think as he kind of begins, it'll be more just having him throw and um, filling him in in spots. And you know, as you know, guys get healthy, they'll maybe have him come up and down. Because that's really what they've been doing all year with guys like Dylan Dodd and the guys that maybe are not everyday starters, right? Moving them up and down between AAA and mm-hmm. the majors, I think as he starts to come up, it's going to be a really big help for the team that just is looking for arms and trying to keep themselves on track. Just considering um, how the injuries have plagued them, but at the end of the day, they feel really good about where they are as a as a club, and um, they're just trying to right, kind of continue to uh, keep the boat upright.
1: Okay, well, let's continue the pitching theme here. Uh, yeah, Glacia started the season on the injured list. Uh, yeah, you know, the closer, projected closer here. He seemed to be back uh, to full effectiveness until the Tuesday night ninth-inning disaster at Oakland. Uh, what's your evaluation of Glacier's uh, returning after missing the first rough month, roughly the first month of the season?
0: Well, it's interesting. You you mentioned, like, how much of a disaster it was. I, I remember thinking, like, oh, gonna, he's going to come in and close the thing out because in his return – um, from some injury coming up at the beginning of the year. He looked good. I mean, the velocity's there. he's had a lot of his command. Um so that's why I think Tuesday was such a surprise, especially against a team like Oakland that is, you know, not the best. Uh actually be worse. So I mean Ryza I think is a is a guy that um, manager Brian Snicker absolutely trusts still in these spots. I don't think it's gonna be a situation where um he's gonna be moved around or anything like that. You know, you just hope that he, you know, continues to push forward. And I think it's kind of what it is with, with with Smith. He's a guy that plus these guys are just to just kind of figure things out. He knows what you have the ability to do, especially being at the big league level, doing things for a long, long time. Um, I mean, you talked about a couple of years ago, Will Smith, who was the closer for the Braves in their World Series run back in 2021. He was a guy that was hectic and chaotic for the entire season with walk guys and hit batters and things would be way more stressful in the ninth inning than they ever needed to be, but would end up kind of getting out of it. He was perfect through the postseason, not did not blow one save and really didn't give up any runs as well so i mean it just shows you that i think the trust that brian snicker puts in these guys and shows them hey we believe in you why is going to be just
1: fine all pitching staffs are certainly helped when they have really good defense uh, the braves defense did, did they take a, how much of a hit did they take when a former diamondback a draft pick dance B. swanson went on to chicago
0: you know it's funny um that was Thought to be maybe something that people were going to be worried about. You had three or four guys going up for that starting spot. I mean, Orlando Arcia was um, more the veteran guy. Braden Shoemaker, You had Vaughn Griffin, who was part of the team last year. Both those guys working out really hard during uh, spring training to try and get the job. And in the end, Orlando Arcia, the veteran, ended up getting the starting shortstop job. And it's interesting because at the time, people were thinking, "Oh man, go with the younger guys." I mean, we know what we got from Vaughn. I don't think Orlando is really fit to be at this level. And um, they haven't missed a beat. Orlando R.C. has been amazing. Um, he's known defensively to be very good, but for his bat, it just figured out during this year, and he's been really, really good. He actually um, went on the injury list for some time because, in fact, somebody hit him in the yeah. hand, and so he was out for some time, and so that we got a chance to see the younger guys. Braden Shumate came up. Uh, Von Grissom was up for some time, and we learned that they made the right decision. Von Grissom is a guy that is younger, I think 22 years old right now, and just never... They always thought about his defense being an issue, and it absolutely was. He had multiple, multiple errors, so they brought up Braden shoemaker, He came up. He was fine, but the bat is not there for him, and that's his issue. So by the time Orlando RC came back, he flew right back in that role and right back in that position. This team hasn't missed a beat. They love Orlando R.C.'s defense. His offense is coming together really well, and you lose a guy like Dan Swanson, sure, who was one of the leaders on the team, but it feels like everybody else has kind of stepped up in a big way.
1: Offensively, the Braves sixth in baseball and run scored, third in homers, Acuna obviously leading the way. I'll get to him specifically in a minute. But I think it's – is it accurate to say that the offense is not a concern?
0: At all. No. I mean, that lineup is kind of insane. And I think the the biggest thing that you can kind of look out for this weekend is um, Marcelo Zuna, who they signed some years ago, who has had his fair share of legal problems over the last couple of years and really started off the year just looking awful. He would be getting booed at home because he would strike out in so many games. He was batting under um, 150 for the first part of the entire year, but then it seems like he's really clicked it into gear and found it um, over the last couple of weeks and has figured something out because he's hitting really, really well now. So, I mean, that was maybe the one thing they thought maybe would have been an issue, but between him actually hitting the ball, but Travis Arnold coming back from injury, he's been hitting it well. Sean Murphy who they acquired over the offseason, has been unbelievable behind the plate and with the bat. Ronald Acuna, we'll talk about in a second, has been good. and um, Everybody else is just starting to find their form. Austin Riley was really struggling for some weeks, but over, over the last couple of games, seems to have figured something out as well. So, I mean, it's a roster that's just full of so much talent, a lot of pop, a lot of power, do take a hit for average, and um, it really gives guys like Michael Harris the second, who won Rookie of the Year this last year, coming back from injury, a chance to get himself reacclimated and find his bat as well. The a roster with so much talent, and they're never going to be worried about the bat.
1: Uh, you mentioned Harris, Jr. Uh, you know, what's up with him? See, any reason for concern there or no big deal? He's obviously not been as productive in his second year here.
0: A lot of it's just injuries. Um, he did come back. He started at the beginning of the year but had a, a shoulder issue when he split in the second base the first couple of games of the year. Then he was out again with another issue, Um, And I think at the end of the day, they're kind of treating it in a way kind of like when they brought him up in the first place last season. They know he's a plus-plus gold-glove level defender in center field. He had a a home run saving catch a couple of games ago. And they know at the end of the day, no matter what, the defense is going to be there. Offensively, if you get anything from him, it's great. It's just been extra that last year he was so successful at the plate that um, they felt really, really good about him. That's, of course, what won him look of the year because he could do everything. Um, like I said, there's so much talent on this roster um, in front of him, behind him, that it's not really a concern because they feel like he can figure his way out, and they know he can just based off of what his production was last season. We're
1: talking Atlanta Braves, who are here for the next three days against the Diamondbacks. We're talking to Reggie Chapman Jr. of 11 Alive in Atlanta. Okay, on to Acuna. He uh, certainly appears healthy after the ACL injury a couple of years ago. From somebody who sees him play every day, what most impresses you about him? I
0: think for me it's just the fact that he's still exciting to watch. Um, I think, you know, when you, when you cover teams, you, you hope that you have some sort of superstar talent that you can watch. Every time he steps to the plate, it feels like you can see anything happen. I mean, it, it, it almost feels like when he doesn't get on base, um, it's a surprise. I mean, I saw him hit a home run about 470 to left field that just I've never seen a baseball hit that far and that hard in my entire life. The sound, it comes off the bat. He's an unbelievable talent. I think what's really helped him as well is he's feeling really good, like you said. That Last year, he was working his way back from the injury. He started to feel better near the end of the year, but it never really worked out. Uh, the entire offseason of just training and getting himself better, he looks fantastic this year. And I think... More than another thing, the different changes to the rules of the season have really helped him out as well. I mean, he is on track to steal a he wood. I don't know if he'll get any sort of record, but he might be the first type of guy that goes 46. Yeah, I mean, it's, he has been stealing bags like nobody else because he's a fat guy, he's a good player, he's great defensively, he's throwing out people. I mean, he is the classic 5-2 player, and he's doing everything for this Atlanta Braves team, especially at the top of that
1: lineup. You mentioned uh, manager Brian Snicker. Of course, he's a you know, Braves organization lifer. Uh, what what stands out the most about Snicker?
0: I think, I think it's his managerial style. I think it seems like he's learned so much over his career. And I think the thing that really impresses me with him is that he's not a rah-rah, yell-in-your-face, like really, you know, be super, super involved. He's one of those managers that... Literally manages right. He created a great staff around him, put the right guys the right positions to be able to get in the right spots, and he's kind of the overarching looker that says, "Hey, this is kind of the direction that we want to go." For me, it's, it it's it it works with a lineup like this that has a good mixture of younger and older guys, to where he gives these guys the space to be able to be who they are, and then I think it's also like I mentioned earlier, rizel or Will Smith and a couple of years ago, or just. Michael Harris this year, right? He gives these guys some space to learn and do better. And I think for them, um, I think that's the best thing and that's the thing that impresses me the most because it's clearly works. Um, this team is very good and they trust Smith, they love Smith, they play for him hard and he's not a guy that's overbearing or over 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 too much on these guys.
1: Okay, I'm a little reluctant to ask about the trade deadline. You know, we're talking, you know, basically eight weeks away, and I'm reluctant because of their pitching injury situation here, but uh, Alex Anthopoulos has certainly been aggressive at the trade deadline over the years. What might he be looking to add this season?
0: You know, I think the, the idea is maybe the pitching staff, but I think at this point, this team seems to just kind of be waiting around to see what they can kind of get. They're not in as big of a rush as they thought they would be, because some of the younger guys that they brought up from A have been very, very good. Bryce Elder, who was the guy that was kind of in spot starts last year, came up this year once the injury started to plague this team, has really fit in into his role really, really well. He's been giving quality starts. He's not a guy with all the best stuff, but he hits his spot. He's been very good. Jared Schuster, another young guy, 24-year-old left-hander, comes in and has pitched very well the last couple of the games um, and for that reason, there hasn't been that big of a rush to try and force a trade early to get one of these arms back in. They know uh, Max is going to come back. They know Kyle's going to come back. And I think at this point, they're just waiting it out because if they tried to make a deal now, it'd probably be more expensive than they probably need to. And they also, at this point, are using a lot of the assets that they have. So I think they're kind of waiting to see how the market shakes out, especially things get closer. When some of these teams start to figure out, they're not in the running and they're maybe trying to give up some guys, that's how they'll take over. But, I mean, AA has been doing a fantastic job over the last couple of years. If anything, he's probably looking at the pitching, but I think he's kind of waiting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks.
1: If healthy, are the Braves the best team in the National League?
0: I think so. I mean, I think it's incredible just what they've been managing to do despite the fact that they haven't had all their best arms. And at the end of the day, we know pitching wins. You know, and that's what led them to their World Series title a couple of years ago. They had all the offense, but the pitching was fantastic, especially the bullpen in the postseason. Right, so I think once they're fully healthy, and you've got all those guys, and you've got all these guys now that these the Bryce Elders and the Jarrett Shooters and the Dylan Dodds, these younger players that can also come up as well, come up as well and hit in good spots. You have Spencer Schreider, who is still incredible. Charlie Morton is kind of the he's the older guy on the staff, but he seems to always be there and keeping guys in games. I mean, this team is the best team in the National League, I would say. And they did go through some rough stretches over the last couple of weeks. Um, that Dodger series didn't go as well as they would have hoped. But once again, when you've got all your arms and got all your players, everybody's available, and everybody's clicking on all cylinders, I think that's what's going to make this team special in the postseason when it comes.
1: Okay, you mentioned Morton. He's scheduled to pitch tonight. Uh, other than a lot of breaking pitches, what should we be looking for?
0: Uh, well, I always say Charlie's going to probably give you up at least a home run or two, but he's going to battle. Um, like I say, he's a little older, so he's not out there throwing hard, hard, but he hits his spots. His breaking balls are something that's really kind of made his entire career work, right? And he hits his spots. He's a good pitcher. He's a leader on this staff and on this team. And um, I will say, he will get in some trouble sometimes. He's going to leave a couple of those breaking balls over the plate. So, you know, expect at least a home run, maybe two, enough run support he pitches deep into games and he's coming off a game that he lost but he felt like he pitched and felt really good and had all of his stuff working that just didn't work out for him right so he's probably coming into tonight feeling like hey this is an opportunity to right my wrongs from last game and have an opportunity to get another quality start on his show.
1: okay last up Spencer Strider you mentioned he's going to pitch here tomorrow night is he th- at least this early in his career is he better than the Braves anticipated he would be I think
0: so. I mean, second place in Rookie of the Year voting a season ago, he was a guy that they saw um, during spring training and, you know, between last season thought, okay, maybe he could kind of help us here. The fastball was jumping out. I mean, he's got a fastball that we've heard Ozzy Albee talk about is like nothing else in the Major League, where it comes out of his hand and it's deceptively quick because it's not a long delivery. He's just going to the plate, right? Just with so much speed. He's hitting up over 100 miles an hour. I mean, he's a strikeout machine. And so he's been way better than what they thought. They thought he'd be a good quality guy when they brought him up. When he started last season, he was coming out of the bullpen and they were worried um, if he would be able to keep up some of that momentum and keep that velocity up as a starter. And he's done all of that and more. The kid is incredible. He's a definitely kind of a box office player that, hey, if you get an opportunity to go see some Saturday, I would go see him.
1: Reggie, this has been great. We appreciate the time and uh, we'll do it again, I, I promise. Uh, the Braves aren't going anywhere, so I'm sure we'll be checking back during the season.
0: Fantastic, man. I'd love to come on the show. Thank you again for the time.
1: My pleasure. Reggie Chapman Jr. of 11 Alive in Atlanta. Excellent stuff. The Braves here the next three days. And uh, we'll have a little more on this in the next segment. Also, in the next segment, it is phone call time. So get in right now. If you'd like general discussion, 602 260 1060. 602 260 1060 also a little more on the local roundup front uh we'll get to the diamondbacks Uh, they completed the series sweep yesterday afternoon against the uh, colorado rockies as i mentioned at the start of this segment with reggie kind of stepping up in competition a little bit here colorado on the road not exactly facing uh not exactly like facing atlanta no matter where uh so this will be a A little better test for the Diamondbacks, but they took care of business and completed that four-game sweep. But a little more on yesterday. A little more on the weekend in the next segment. You're listening to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Kesslux HD2 100.7.
0: Your caddy, Ray Adams, takes you beyond the 18th hole on Saturday mornings with Great American Golf from 6 to 7 a.m. on KDUS AM 1060.
1: It's time for today's local roundup. Welcome back to the sports zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KS Lux HD2 100.7. In addition to the local roundup, it is phone call time if you want to get in. General discussion right now, 602. 260-1060, and we'll get to phone calls and the local roundup momentarily. But first up, Kayla has some Breaking Suns coaching news. Reported by both Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN and Sham Sharania of uh, The Athletic, that the Suns are planning to hire Frank Vogel as their next head coach. Of course, Frank Vogel last coaching with the Los Angeles Lakers and won a championship in the bubble uh, in 2020. That would be true. And then two years after that, didn't make the playoffs, and he was out of work. So we'll see. Uh, how this works out here uh, he's known as a defensive stickler uh, be interesting to see if uh, he can get this group of players to play some defense and whether this group of players is actually physically capable of playing some good defense or any defense which has been a problem for a couple of years all right so uh, we'll have uh, much more on that I'm sure Depending on what happens in the next couple hours, either in the next uh, two hours during the extra point, or certainly on Monday when we should have confirmation, I'm guessing. All right, the Diamondbacks tie with the Dodgers for the best record in the National League. Arizona's won five straight, 14 of their last 19 games. Uh, they swept their first four-game series against the against the Rockies. They swept the first time they swept the Rockies in a four-game series since 2002 the diamondbacks have 33 plus wins through their first 56 games that's the first time that's happened since 2017. five of the seven seasons they have won 33 plus through 56 games they have reached the postseason so that would seem to be a good omen also going back to may the diamondbacks finished the month with their second most stolen bases in baseball, with the second-most stolen bases in baseball, 28. Fourth-most homers, 40. Fourth-highest slugging percentage, four forty six, Tied for the uh, th- uh, third-most walks, and that's an area that they were not good at all in uh, during the month of April. So they really upped that with 101 walks in May. And ninth-best OBP in the month of May at three thirty three. Uh, meanwhile, on uh, Tuesday, Corbin Carroll delivered a two-out, uh, two two-run single in the, uh, t- the bottom of the ninth inning, and uh, the Diamondbacks walked off the Rockies 6-5. Carroll said after the game he believes it's the first walk-off hit in his baseball life, including Little League. I'm guessing he probably hasn't been pitched to a whole lot in game-deciding situations in Little League and you know, all the way through you know, the minor leagues, for that matter. So I don't know how many times he's had a chance to win the game, uh, but we'll see. Bud Black, in fact, said yesterday, uh, the Rockies manager, that he actually considered walking uh, the left-handed hitting Carroll and pitching to Christian Walker, uh, who was uh, would have been up with the bases loaded in two outs had they walked Carroll. Uh, but Walker already had three hits and four at-bats in that game, and you know, Walker is a... Uh, uh, been on a roll here once again of late, so he decided to uh, you know pitch to Carroll, and that did not work out for Colorado. Kyle Davies on uh, Thursday, his second start off the injured list, five and the third innings for the Diamondbacks, gave up seven hits, three runs, walked one, struck out four. Kind of a Kyle Davies start. That's uh, I think we expect don't expect a dominant performance from him, but we expect him to pitch at least five six innings and uh, depending on his de- depending on his defense, and the Diamondbacks have an outstanding defense, so it seems to be a good match there. Some random stuff here. The Diamondbacks, just one of two teams that have not been shut out this season. Uh, the other would be the Blue Jays, which is a little bit surprising because the Blue Jays' offense has been somewhat disappointing so far this season. Uh, Ketel Marte, he walked in the sixth inning yesterday that extends his career best on base streak to now 30 games. Uh, also, Jeff Bannister, uh, the bench coach, was ejected in the fifth inning for arguing balls and strikes. Marvin Hudson called out Paven Smith uh, on uh, strike three. It actually appeared, at least according to the little box on Bally Sports Arizona, it appeared to be the proper call. Uh, so that was uh, to end the inning, so it looked like it was uh, the right call by Hudson, but uh, both teams uh, had some serious issues with Hudson's ball strike calls yesterday. Meanwhile, the bottom line, going back to last season, the Diamondbacks are now 9-3 against the Rockies in their last 12 meetings. Up next, uh, as we talked about in the last segment, the 34-23 and 23 Diamondbacks face the 33-23 and 23 Braves. The Braves... Uh, had the best record in the National League before they lost two out of three games this week at lowly Oakland. Uh, the the, the uh, Braves uh, and Diamondbacks played uh, four games last season. The Diamondbacks won three of those last four games uh, against the Braves. Actually, they won a... Th- Let me start over on that. The last time they played was a four-game series at Atlanta, uh, and uh, they won three of those four games, so... See what happens this weekend. The they went two and one against the Braves uh, overall uh, you know, in uh, in 2021. Meanwhile, today's pitching matchup: Merrill Kelly gets the ball six and three at 2.83 yard run average after he started the season. Clearly altered and affected by the World Baseball Classic yanking and prodding and coming and going and so forth. Uh, he's been very good of late. Uh, he was actually. Lots of walks early in the season, almost no walks lately. Goes against Charlie Morton tonight, who is five and five with a 359 earned run average. Kelly, in his last three starts, in fact, uh, is one, is three and zero with a 196 earned run average. He's only allowed four earned runs and 18 of the third innings over that stretch. He uh, last start against Atlanta was July of last year. Uh, he lost, but he pitched great. I mean, he only gave up one run, uh, and the Diamondbacks lost that game. Uh, you know, he pitched seven innings in that game and had eight strikeouts. Uh, on Saturday, the uh, Diamondbacks scheduled to go with Ryan Nelson, who's 2-2 two and two of the 537-run average against Spencer Strider, who's 5-2 with two the 297. Then on Sunday, uh, the listed probables are Zach Gallon. To seven and two of the 272 earned run average, he is also six and zero at home against Mike Soroka, coming off uh, the uh, two Achilles injuries the last two years, and uh, he's had one start this season. He has a, he was he, zero and one so far, the 6.00 ERA. He pitched six innings in that first start at Oakland on Monday night. He uh, Monday afternoon actually. He gave up four runs in one inning and then pitched five scoreless innings the other innings. And really, the one inning he gave up the runs, he hit a batter on an 0-2 pitch to start the inning, gave up a, a dink hit, and then gave up a home run uh, to right field in Oakland, a three-run homer. So it was kind of a weird inning compared to the rest of the, uh, you know, five, the other five innings of that start. He looked pretty good. So, as we mentioned at the top of the show and during the uh, during the pipeline the Diamondbacks and Dodgers—they're both now 34 and 23, atop uh, the division. Uh, the uh, the Giants are now in third place; they're five and a half games behind. They're now at back to 500. They had a rough time in the last few days against the Pittsburgh Pirates in San Francisco. Uh, the Padres continue to flounder, even though they were you know, easy winners yesterday at Miami, led by Gary Sanchez of all people. Uh, the Padres twenty six and thirty, and then the Rockies, after losing four straight games here against the Diamondbacks, back in last place at thirty. Uh, excuse me, twenty four and thirty four on the season. Also, uh, the Dodgers, by the way, host the Yankees this weekend. Anthony Rizzo, who missed the last three games at Seattle for the Yankees, he's expected to return tonight. And the Yankees have officially, in the last few hours here. Activated Giancarlo Stanton and Josh Donaldson off the injured list today. And uh, they sent a couple of guys back to the minor leagues. And so they are ready to uh, be at least offensively pretty close to full strength, which they haven't been for weeks. Pitching is a whole different deal. Their bullpen's been good. Their starting pitching is still kind of a... um, It's not a mess because they've had some guys step up, but not what they projected at least. Let's put it that way. All right, coming up next, we'll have a news update with Corey. That'll be followed by the conclusion of today's Sports Zone, with the National Roundup. That'll be topped by the latest line. Uh, Some from the scoreboard stuff for Major League Baseball. We'll get to as much as humanly possible. Some interesting series this weekend in Major League Baseball and a couple of very interesting pitching matchups. And if we don't get to that specifically in the next segment, we'll certainly get to that during the extra point. Hosted by Kayla from 10 to noon. As soon as the uh, Sports Zone officially concludes at the top of the hour, you're listening to the Sports Zone with Bob Cap on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX H D 2 100.7.
0: what's best for the team and we'll do what's best for you the rich eisen show coming to you weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m here on kdus am 1060
1: and kdus 1060.com it's time for today's national roundup welcome back final segment today's sports show with bob kemp on kdus am 1060 and kiss lux hd 2100.7 And from the NBA postseason scoreboard, the Nuggets dominated from start to finish in game number one. Nick Jokic, a triple-double in his finals debut, 27 points, 14 assists, 10 rebounds. Jamal Murray had 26 points. The Nuggets uh, had little trouble with the Heat, who did not make shots, basically. A 104-93 first-game victory. Uh, Aaron Gordon started great, ended up with 16 points total. Played tremendous defense, uh, mostly against Jimmy Butler in this game. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., a lot of shots. Had 14 points, but didn't shoot particularly well, so that's something to look look for in the next few games here. But uh, they led for all but 34 seconds in this game. The Nuggets, they led by as many as 24 in the second half of that contest. Much more on the Nuggets and Heat during the extra point In the next two hours, of course, the extra point hosted by Kayla. So, looking ahead to Sunday, 5 o'clock on ABC. Game 2, and uh, the opening number was uh, 8.5 in most locations as far as the Nuggets favored. That uh, pretty much up to 9 in most places universally. Total opened, uh, say, 2, actually, remember yesterday's total was like 2.17 or 2.18. Total sitting at 2.14.5 for game number 2. Tyler Hero might return from injury in Game 2. He's been sidelined with a broken hand since Game 1 of the postseason. Remember the first game, the Heat played against the Bucs. So we remember Giannis getting hurt in that game, but that's also the game that Hero got hurt. Meanwhile, from the MLB scoreboard, the Mets continue to dominate the Phillies. Mark Khanna hit a go-ahead two-run homer uh, and also Max Scherzer. And the Mets uh, dominated in a 4-2 victory on Thursday, completed the three-game sweep of the defending National League champions. The Mets, over the past two years, now 17 and four against the Phillies. Philadelphia, 25 and 31. That's a season worst six games under 500. Uh, they're on their fourth losing streak of four more games this season, and they have now lost 12 of their last 17 games. Meanwhile, the Red Sox into uh, their losing streak, but they may have suffered a big loss at the same time. Rafael Devers, who had a horrible game offensively and defensively on Wednesday night, bounced back last night and broke a, a eighth-inning tie with a big hit. And uh, the Red Sox overcame Chris Sale, leaving with an injury because of shoulder soreness. And uh, the uh, Red Sox beat the Reds 8-2. to two. Alex Cora mentioned after the game that uh, Sale was off for an MRI that was scheduled for today. I haven't seen anything about that yet today. The amazing thing about the yesterday, before yesterday, the Red Sox somehow were 0-8 at home this season against the NL Central, which is baseball's worst division. All right, lots of interesting matchups this weekend and specifically tonight. Uh, Tampa Bay is at Boston. Boston, as we mentioned, struggling of late. Uh, so it's a big series. They gotta make sure they don't get wiped out by the Rays here. The first of a three-game series. Toronto is at New York to face the Mets. Justin Verlander pitching that game against former Met. Uh, you know, Mets. You know uh, Chris Bassett's pitching that game for Toronto tonight. Seattle against Texas. Uh, that's another interesting matchup between division opponents. We talked a lot about Seattle yesterday uh, during the Sports Zone. Um, today's pitching matchup: Castillo against John Gray. Angels in, in Houston. Uh, Houston Valdez was supposed to pitch yesterday. I didn't hear exactly why they moved him back, but the the Astros are in the stretch where I believe they play like 21 days in a row, and they're going to a six man rotation. They move Valdez back to today, which means he's now matched up against Shohei Ohtani. So two of the best, better pitchers, certainly better than maybe the two best left-handers. Uh, well, actually, McClanahan's very good. Two of the best left-handers in baseball. Uh, Ohtani against Valdez squaring off tonight in Houston. And uh, the Astros and Valdez, a minus-130 favorite in that game, by the way. Also, in addition to the Diamondbacks and uh, the uh, Atlanta Braves, Morton against Kelly. The Diamondbacks, as they've been a lot of the season, an underdog or not as big a favorite as you think. The odds makers aren't sold on the Diamondbacks, and certainly the, uh, the market's not sold on them either. The Braves and Morton, a 120 favorite roughly in this game tonight against the Diamondbacks. In the series in Los Angeles begins, Severino against uh, Clayton Kershaw the first of the three-game series between the Yankees and the Dodgers. Not surprisingly, that's the Sunday night baseball game this week. The Dodgers and Kershaw, a 140 favorite tonight in game one of that series. Stay tuned in the next two hours. It's the Extra Point hosted by Caleb, including uh, certainly a lot more NBA Finals game one analysis. We'll get to some more Major League Baseball, among among other things. Frank Vogel. Looks like he's going to get a five-year contract from the Suns. We'll get more into that. Also, more phone call time, 602-260-1060. This has been the Zone with Bob Kemp. Thanks for listening.